Everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, and welcome to the Booch Cast. Yep. This week's episode is entitled It's On Like Donkey Kong. And I did not choose this title, ladies and gentlemen. This title was chosen by the man who is about to join me here on the Boochcast. A lot of the fans are happy about this. I know the co-hosts are like, what the fuck are you thinking? And I'm sure there's a lot of you They're out all there. They're fucking jealous, that's why. <laughs> I know there's a lot of you out there that are like... <laughs> Vinny, we've waited so long. All right. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can hear from the coughing in the background, this is going to be an interesting episode. Ladies and gentlemen, the man is about to join us right now here on the Boochcast is a recurring character, uh, beloved by the fans, apparently, according to the ratings. Uh, he's been woken, yep. he's been broken, yep. and now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Do do that. Since yes, it's me. The broke soul is ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not broke. One thing, Boosh Cast fans, oh God. listeners across the internet, <laughs> radio waves. You probably wonder where that's coming from. That was the first official intro of the Boosh Cast so many years ago, and I can see Mr. Vinny's Boosh's face turning redder than my hair right now. Jesus Christ, I haven't said that in years. <laughs> Good well, memory, huh? How much weed I smoke. Uh, yeah, that's a great memory. Great, great memory. Um, great memory. Uh, it's interesting because I have not... I, I've said that, you know, back in the day I said that because we were live. We were I was on, on a blog talk radio, yeah, too. Yeah, and we were live. We had a live show. It was live streaming. People could call in. Things happened in real time. It wasn't a taped show. So it made sense to have that kind of name. Nowadays, it wouldn't make sense with it being taped. And the reason we got we take the show now so much easier well not just that it's because of our schedules or my schedule anyway because once i quit home depot and i went to the lowe's orange box yes and i went to lowe's the blue uh, box yes i you know i wasn't working the same hours i was working because towards the end when i worked at home depot i was um basically you know i had a very short schedule i worked a full shift on sunday i had two night shifts on monday and tuesday and the rest of the week i didn't do shit Be- and that was because i was working with us jesco where i was demonstrating products i had a different job i set my schedule to do that and and then once Jesco ended, uh, my, my Home Depot schedule never went back to normal because A, at the time, I didn't feel I needed to because financially I was okay. And B, because of Obamacare, and I don't want to get into politics, at least this early in the show, but... We are not a political, religious show. But because of Obamacare, um, part-timers couldn't work past a certain number of hours at a job. So my, my schedule pretty much just stayed the way it was until the day I finally quit. So when I left and went to Lowe's, I was back to working a different schedule, like morning shifts, evening shifts, open availability, because by that time, the Obamacare thing pretty much got, we pretty much got rid of that, like that, you know, the whole hours thing, the legal mandate, all that shit was pretty much gone, because Trump took office. But my point is, um, I'm, just, I'm not even, I'm just stating facts here. That's all I'm doing right quick. now. I tell people all the time that I do this show, the, the Boochcast, and they ask me, what do you guys talk about? I'll say, everything except for religion and politics. Am I right or am I wrong? Um, You're, you're, you're half right. Sometimes, sometimes we bring it up sometimes. if the situation calls for it. But I can't but, talk about it, really. But, but I'm just saying that I'm just stating facts. I'm not even picking sides here. This is These are, these are, these are, these are, these are facts. When Trump took office, these things went away. They did. Uh, whether you like Trump or not, these are facts. So if you're triggered by these facts, that's your fucking problem, not mine. But my point is, around this time, you know, that thing went away. And because of that, uh, I couldn't commit to a live time slot anymore. I couldn't do 12 to 3 anymore. I tried doing evening shows. They didn't work. Nope. So after a certain point, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to tape it. And that's when we went to SoundCloud for a while, and we had a good run there. But then uh, Laura from the Going Live show told me about uh, Anchor and how great it was. And I've been using that ever since because it puts you on Spotify, puts you on Breaker, puts you on Google Podcasts, sometimes Apple, but I don't know if Apple's going to take us. 
because some of the music we use on the show Apple doesn't like, and uh, also you know um, there, there's other rules and regulations that Apple has that we just don't follow. So Apple's the only one that's not taking us. If Apple does decide to take us one day, I'm in. But if they don't, then they don't. We're doing Spotify is perfect for us anyway. That's we're doing I, that's what I use. Yeah, so we're doing just fine on Spotify. In fact, most of our listeners come from Spotify, so that's actually a good thing. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. And of course, so you know, and then of course that's the evolution of the show but of course speaking of the evolution of the show uh I actually forgot something at the beginning of this show that I needed to do. And oh, yes, uh, and that is I have to, no. I, I have to give Zach his proper introduction. The fuck you with, do with the three most destructive instruments in the history. Okay, we get the point. Get of podcasting, and of course those instruments are uh, lutes, vials, irritating little crumble. Gaze at the person across from you now Feel the sweet spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your anger don't say the words her peace simplex don't ever mention you've never had sex trust me i promise she knows and now her defenses are starting to fall smile and return her affection if you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die alone. Don't begin screaming, you'll blow the whole mood. Maybe you won't die alone. Maybe you won't die alone. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the most beautiful song in the world, Zach's theme song. Zach, I'm so sorry that I forgot to play it before the show, but uh, no, I'm glad I got in there now. No, you did that on fucking purpose, I think, you asshole. That I intentionally forgot to play a theme song that I love to play because it accurately describes your life in every sense Or you sense just waited life. for the perfect fucking moment. Well, you know, you got to wait for the right moment, but actually I did forget. We got so deep into a conversation that I forgot to play that while I was introducing yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying it's a great it's a great song man you know it's a it's a great thing you know we're we're hoping you won't die alone someday we want to make sure of that we you know, we, we want to get you laid, man. That's why we have anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support, where you can become a supporter of the podcast. Support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Uh, you know, the first level, you can donate 99 cents. The second level, you can donate for $4.99. Same amount of money for a Peacock subscription. And the third level, you can donate for nine ninety nine, which is uh what we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription. But now that it's been sold to the Peacock, no, they got nowhere to put the nine ninety nine, So they can just bring it over here and help us out. And like I said, 
said, we do great things with this money. The money we raise through Anchor, again, that's anchor.fm slash the bootcast slash support. We upgrade our equipment. We can bring in bigger name guests. We pay our bills. I take care of all the guys who work very hard behind the scenes. You know, all the co-hosts, all the people involved. You know, the, if you got a favorite co-host that you believe they deserve to be paid for the work that they do, anchor.fm slash the bootcast slash support is how we make that happen. And the best part is, with any money that's left over from that, Zach, we help him, we help, we feed him ramen noodles and we try to get him laid. Now, Zach, I, I just uh, since I finally have you on the show, how have you been doing with the ramen noodles we sent you? Are you are you, are you good with those? Instead, uh, folks, what we're going to do with this uh, with this nine ninety nine is help Vinny Bucci here. Not be such a fucking prick. Well, I think feeding you ramen noodles and getting you laid is a better cause. See, me being a prick is what entertains this crowd, Zach. We could probably figure Th- out something else better for you. Really? Mm-hmm. We, we could find something better. Mm-hmm. Okay, Zach, but first of all, you do realize the fact that I'm a prick and I'm angry is what these fans love about me. My rants are what make this entertaining. You know, people love to hear me yell, scream, and cuss people out because it's entertainment for them, you know? That's the thing. So we can't pay for you getting better taste and everything. Um, no, they don't need that either. See, like again, who I am is what they love. That's why they're tuning in. That's why they're listening. But like I said, the the ramen we can feed you. We're feeding we're feeding Zach ramen noodles. This is a a great cause that that we believe in. You know, we for for just ninety nine cents a month, you can feed oh, this starving God's ginger. In fact, sake. just earlier today, I had to feed him at the mall. So we oh, have fuck so, you, you know. I pay my own fucking meal. You asshole, bite me. <laughs> What you you said you said Vinny I'm hungry uh, Vinny I'm hungry I, I haven't eaten in weeks and I I went through all the ramen noodles and I I need I need please sir may I have some more and I said well we we have a little bit left in the funding box so hopefully we'll get some more donations in soon but uh with with the donations we've gotten they've been very helpful to Zach they've helped him up until this point but we but I'm just saying we 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 fed this starving ginger as you can see he's so full of energy he's so happy and we thank you guys for that you're a wonderful Boochcast fan base for doing so okay uh let's change the conversation so uh, a couple weeks ago i went to a concert with elvis fortunately shit happens i'm squashed right now but you know what the strange thing is Vinny? every time you're in a deep conversation <laughs> with a pretty boy fucking douchebag prick elvis Delinsky, as soon as his wife calls he does this <laughs> That's right, Elvis. You are completely... Why are you such... Why? 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 Whoop. <laughs> That's one more time off the camera. Uh, so, Zach, um, are you saying that when his wife calls, he turns into Indiana Jones? No, he comes whipped. What? Okay. Uh, do you need to elaborate on this? No, that's all I'm going to say, because the last thing I need is Lee Marie trying to come up and kill me. Yeah, she has a chancleta, and she will use that shit, man. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just pouring it out there. If you can't figure out why I did that, then you're a fucking idiot. If you just did, then you understand. I'm hungry. Motherfucker, you shouldn't <laughs> eat before we got there. Well, hey, man, you. I will say this, though. I do have to side with Elvis on one thing, and that is, you know, I know you're mad that he wanted to leave the concert early. But he is also the driver of the car. So when the driver of the car says he wants to leave, you're left with a choice. You either go with him or you Uber home. So here's the question I want to ask you, Zach. Why didn't you just Uber home? That's the thing I didn't think of. I was just mad at the time. But here's the other thing, though, is he said he wanted to leave. You said yes. And then the encore happened and you ran back in. I had to go get my bunk. 
The second time, I just did it to piss him off. I'll admit that right now. As far as I'm concerned, next time a concert comes, and none of you motherfuckers are coming. That That's fine. I know he doesn't. He will not go to a concert with you. He, he even said that if, if he goes anywhere with you, it's because uh, the group is going together, and he's not driving. So I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. Um, I can get down there. It may affect whether or not I take you to a future WrestleMania out of state. If we're doing that, I'll learn how to drive by then. Because here's the thing, though. If Elvis is coming, we're taking his car. Of course we are. There's a reason why we're taking his car. I hope you... Yeah, free gas. I'm taking the free gas, my friend. Okay, I paid for gas just to go to a fucking New Orleans, and I had Steven in the car. And Ze- yo, Elvis had the luxury of t- getting free gas. I had to pay because I had to take Steven down there by myself, and then Elvis and Brandy joined us later. But my point is, I'm taking the free gas, just so you know. Now, I do agree to an extent that Elvis can be a little whipped. Even I know that. Because a lot of times when we have to do things, he always says, you know, you know, let me check with the wife and all that other things. And, you know, and, and you know, obviously I get it. I'm not married, so I don't know what that's like. But I do know there are times where I've, you know, he has to check with his wife uh, before he does something. And there are times where I'm like, God damn it, because sometimes Lee Marie has something planned and Elvis can't hang out or, you know, record a video or something like that. And, you know, the only, I mean, obviously his daughter's a different story. With Zoe, I don't argue and I understand that completely because, you know, he only sees his daughter every other week. You know, he has her, he has her one week, the baby mama has her the other week. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But him and Lee Marie leaving a house together all the time. Do they have to be together every moment, every second of every day? No. I'm just saying, like, every once in a while, it's like, dude, we can so get out. You can get out of the house, man. Like, does, like I'm thinking to myself, like, doesn't Lee Marie have friends that she can hang out with? Like, you know, hang out with her girlfriends and things yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, so you come hang out with the straight, boys. Elvis, and- you rather go to a Ricky Martin concert and then come to a WrestleMania show with us? Well, here's the thing. Ricky Martin, and I found this out when I was talking with Elvis, Ricky Martin is a showman. Look, I get it. I know some people don't like his music and, you know, his fan base has gone up and down since he came out of the closet or whatever. Ricky Martin is an amazing performer. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And he even said he puts on a show when you're there. Now, Enrique Iglesias, he's a lazy sack of shit nowadays. Half the time he's phoning it in and apparently he lip syncs. A lot of the time. And Elvis caught that because they had really good seats because Lee Marie made sure they got good seats because she loves Ricky Martin, even though she knows she can't have him. And she loves Enrique Iglesias, knowing full well she could have him. Uh... You know, it's one of those things where I think that he actually told me that um, Lee Marie has uh, Enrique Iglesias on her, uh, you know, on her list. (sighs) And the list, of course, I'm talking about is there's like when you're in a relationship, there's a list of celebrities where if you had a chance to have sex with them, it's not considered cheating and you don't get in trouble. Every couple does this. I don't know. He never told me. I didn't ask. But I, I, I jokingly said, is Enrique Iglesias on her on her list? And he said, yeah. He told me he was on the list. Like, I know. And I never, I'm, honestly, Mar- now that I think about it, when it comes to relationships, Maria and I are the only two that have done that. I, I've never done that with any other ex in a relationship. But Maria and I did that. I think you know what Maria is already. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. It's uh, John Cena and Kenny Chesney. Uh, Those were the two. Or your two. <laughs> My two? Um, I think mine were Trish Stratus and Ava Devine. Those were my two. Because, you know, I, I if I remember correctly, Maria might remember better than me. But I know that those were our freebies in a relationship because Maria, as we all know, is the biggest John Cena fan there is. 
I remember tied with me to would be Chrissy Hemi or the beautiful, gorgeous Velvet Sky. When yeah. It, when it comes to the other establishment, that would have to be. Ugh. I couldn't decide. I like all of them. I'm not saying I'm weirdo, but I couldn't pick one. Celebrity, easy. Margaret Robbie, who else? Yeah. I'm just saying, that's <clears throat> that's who you, you go a with. picture of her one time. I remember that. I was like, what is you and Elvis' deal with Margaret Robbie? I was like, okay. And I showed you the picture. You go, oh. Oh. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. I'll be honest. I didn't know too much about oh. Margaret Robbie at the time. That's such a beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Australian, too. And she's a Harry Potter fan and likes Slipknot. But, you know, I can't get my hands on her. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, she's perfect. But I'm a dishwasher. She's an actress. She plays Harley Quinn. Okay. <laughs> hey, you don't know. Maybe, you know, she might She might want to trade down someday. So, you don't even know. <laughs> you know, rich, hey, rich girls like to slum it <laughs> sometimes, you know? Makes them feel all normal. You know, hey. Okay, I don't know. Like, There's I'm a little, I, you know, you know, I've, been, I've been a little too A-list. I, I, need, I need to prove that I can, you know, <clears throat> that I can be one of the common folk. Hey, I'll fuck this dishwasher. Lo and behold, and, what happens? <laughs> yeah, lo and behold. beat me. Yeah. <laughs> and then who knows, the dishwasher suddenly becomes royalty. Oh, shit, this is a movie. I can write this shit. <laughs> I am so writing this. Oh, yeah, like. You know the the woman the you know the the rich woman that has nothing to do with her time and money and then the di and then there's the dishwasher that no girl wants to fuck ever and then they meet they have sex they have a lot in common they fall in love and eventually they get married and then divorce <laughs> wow 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 Zach killed his own ending ladies and gentlemen he wow oh wait 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 wait, wait. no he didn't this is better they get divorced and the dishwasher takes half, takes half karma bitches uh no that's then he, then he go then he divorces margaret robin and goes for gail god morning woman so he gets half and then gives it right back because <laughs> he's stupid <laughs> Which is why he's washing dishes. Hashtag. Anyway, so. <laughs> and to make more money than you. That's true. He does. That's kind of sad, you know. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, but I know, Zach, you, you wanted to come here on the Boochcast because you had a lot of <laughs> topics that you uh wanted to get into. That's why anytime Zach's on the show, he always has his topics he wants to bring. So, uh, Zach, tell us what, what's on your mind. What do you want to talk about? What you got? Recently, uh, there's uh, been uh, some news. Uh, uh. On the TV, on a big uh, square thing, if it's still a square, uh, that there was a uh, a false report of a hate crime. Mr. Vinnie Bucci, from the look of your eyes, what you told me at lunch earlier today, would you like to take this one, sir? Oh, yes. Uh, you are referring to uh, Jesse Smollett, or as he's now known, Juicy Smollett. Yeah, Juicy Smollett was, uh, he's a French actor, but he's also black and gay, not just French. And he was on a show called Empire, and he claimed that he was beaten up by these two white guys in MAGA hats. They beat him up, they poured bleach on him, they tied a rope around his neck like they were gonna hang him, and they basically beat him up and left him for dead. And then it made all, it made all over the news, the mainstream media, and the lip Tard Snowflake nuts. group ate this up alive. Alive. They could not wait to use this as a tool to attack Trump supporters, 
and conservatives and bash everybody and run their mouths and and of course they, it was motivated by the Trump administration according to Jesse Juicy Smollier and he basically makes up this story that the entire libtard nation eats alive they eat this alive even Ellen Page who ever since she came out of the closet has been unbearable because all of a sudden she wants to act like everybody hates her because she's gay and it's like Ellen no one gets gives a fuck that you're gay. We don't care. We really don't care. You don't have to keep playing all these lesbian roles to illustrate the fact that you're gay. We know and we don't care. Why? Because it's 2021. No one really gives a shit if you're gay or not anymore. Unless you live in the deep, 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 deep Okay, 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 okay. We get the point, 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 point. Jesus. I'm trying to illustrate the fact that this happens in the deep south, not just in the south in general, okay? In the deep south, we get the point of deep, 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 the repeat of it. That was what I'm trying to say. I was like, okay, we get the point. It's the deep, deep, deep south. Ha, 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 ha. Little Nikki. Thank you. My point is, everybody bought into this story. And then we find out he makes the whole fucking thing up. It was all a ruse. It was all a trick. They catch it on tape. The two actors he hired to stage the attack were not only were they not white. They were Nigerian. They were Nigerian. Yeah. So they were as dark as dark could get. And, of course, you had to watch the libtard media suddenly backtrack and eat shit and like the taste of it and realize they were betrayed and realize they were lied to. And then they had to come out and say, okay, not all Trump supporters are racist. Not all conservatives are prejudiced and homophobic. And it's like, thank you. We already fucking knew that, but it's about time somebody in the libtard media fucking said that. And apparently, the results of this case, Zach wants to read. So, Zach, take it away. All right. The the uh, liar was uh, count one guilty, making a false report. Uh, making a false report, he was a victim of a hate crime to a police officer. I'm not going to mention the name, even though they mentioned the name. Count two guilty, making a false report to the victim of a battery to the police officer. Count three, making a false report, he was a victim of a hate crime. False uh, count four. Making a false report, he was a victim of battery. Count five, making a false report, he was a victim of battery. So basically, two, oh, I see. Okay, I see, I see, I see. This is basically a repeat, and a disorderly conduct charge for a false crime report is a class four felony. A punishable up to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine. Yeah. Basically means he does three, he could probably get out in a year and a half. Well, yeah. They have that parole thing for like good behavior and all that shit. But his acting career is pretty much dead. And what's funny was he felt that as an actor, he wasn't getting paid the right amount of money for his talent. Well, we just found out he sucks as an actor because you couldn't convince anybody that this was real. Mm -mm. So, yeah, he's a fucking moron. I have no respect for him. I'm glad he's in jail. And I would say I hope I hope he gets he becomes somebody's uh, bitch in jail. But since he's gay, he already would enjoy taking up the ass from his cellmate. So I don't really know if prison is necessarily a punishment for him. 
We're going to get letters. I don't care. He's going to Disneyland. This is what I know. So, yeah, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. And it's already bad enough that people assume that every single Trump supporter is a goddamn racist, which is a fucking lie. Most Trump supporters just hate the fucking government. That's where, that's what most of this has come from. And I said this to people when Trump was running for president and I was at um, Boss FM Radio. I was auditioning to become a disc jockey there. And they invited me to be part of their election coverage when Trump went up against Hillary. And I was the only, not only was I the only white guy in the room, I was the only Trump supporter in the room. Yeah. But I, but here's the thing. There was one group, there was there were two different radio shows going on. One show barely let me get two words out because they were so liberal, they refused to listen to any other ideals. But there was another guy in another room. Not only did he let me talk, he could understand my point of view. Now, he was not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think I changed his mind and convince him to vote for Trump. But I at least got him to see a Trump supporter who knew what the fuck he was talking about. Because this is the thing about real Trump supporters. Not the dumbasses you see on TV that say the racist, homophobic shit. We don't like them any more than you do because they fuck up the movement. But real Trump supporters, our battle, our fight is with the government. It's not about white versus black or man versus woman or gay versus straight. That's a distraction that the government does to keep us at war with each other. And notice that I said the government does this. I didn't even put this on just the liberals. I throw the Republicans in this as well. I don't trust politicians, period. Me neither. That's why Trump got my vote, because he wasn't a politician. That was his biggest selling point when he ran. He has zero experience in politics. Good. It means he has zero experience in fucking over the American people, because that's what politicians do. Am I right or wrong? I don't vote. I can't say. I just say, do politicians fuck the people over? Yeah, they do. That's why I don't vote. That, that's all you gotta say. You're not picking a side. I'm asking a simple question. Okay. Um, there Lisa. we go. That's the thing. So that was why I voted for Trump. I was against the government. That's also why, and I'll get into this before Zach talks about other things. I never really talked about this on the Boochcast, but I'll talk about it right here. It's also why I wasn't shocked when the Capitol got stormed. I'll talk about this right now because I've had people ask me privately, how do I feel about the storming of the Capitol back in January? Here's my answer. I'm surprised it took this long for any Americans to storm the Capitol. As mad as we've been at the government, no one's thought to do this. Really, the only complaint that I had with the storming of the Capitol was the fact that people, there were some idiots in there waving Confederate flags. That's the only thing I had an issue with when it came to the storming of the Capitol. Other than that, I was fine with it. I'll tell you why I was fine with it. Because here's the difference. When Joe Biden won, the Trump supporters who were mad at the government stormed the Capitol and went after the government. If Trump had gotten reelected, the people who were against Trump would have also rioted, but they wouldn't have stormed the Capitol. They'd have burned the whole goddamn city of Washington, D.C. to the fucking ground. Because that was my issue with all the riots that took place. When, when cities were getting burned to the ground. Because everybody said, why the fuck are you doing this? And their response was, police brutality. Okay, here's my question. Here's my biggest gripe. If your issue is with the police, why are you not attacking the police station? That would make sense to me. And I was like, because they have guns. Oh, trust me. There were some people in those riots, they could find a fucking gun. Don't tell me you don't have access. You know a guy who knows a guy who has a set of fucking guns somewhere. 
Believe me. And that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. You can find a freaking gun somewhere if you really wanted to cause damage on somebody. But that was my issue. Instead, but instead of, now personally, I don't want to see any of these people get harmed. Let me make that very clear. But I'm just saying, if your beef is with police, your battle should have been with the police. Not burning down businesses, not burning down your own fucking city, and disturbing the peace, and destroying fucking houses. That's fucking stupid. They had a gripe with the government, so they went after the government. And it was at that moment people were saying, I don't feel safe. Really? You didn't feel safe when your city was being burned to the fucking ground? Oh, I'm perfectly okay with my city burning to the fucking ground but don't touch the politicians don't let them touch the politicians that have me clearly fucking brainwashed to the point where i care about their fucking safety when I my safety is never on their mind i don't say a word and Vinny, do i usually no you don't they're all done. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna drop that now and go to a uh, another serious talk that happened recently is the SKU sh- oh, shooting in Oxford, uh, Michigan. I'll take this one. Fifteen-year-old <clears throat> kid, unfortunately, did something horrible. He killed four kids, four people, and injured seven, including a teacher. His name is Ethan Crumbly and was charged as an adult for twenty-four cr- crimes, including murder and terrorism. Now, here's the kicker of the whole situation. His parents, which also charged Jennifer and James with involuntary manslaughter for failing to secure the handgun used in the shooting. Vinny, does that make any sense? No, in fact, I need, I need, I need to see that. Uh-oh. I need to read this because I'm not understanding any of this. So, yeah. a mass shooting occurred at Oxford High School in the Detroit exurb of Oxford Township, Michigan, United States. Four students were killed and seven were injured, including a teacher. Authorities arrested and charged 15-year-old sophomore Ethan Crumley as an adult for 24 crimes, including uh-huh. murder and terrorism. Crumley's parents... Parents, Jennifer and Jane, were charged on December 3rd with involuntary manslaughter for failing to secure the handgun used in the shooting. After failing to appear for their arraignment, Jennifer and James Crumbly were the source of a manhunt by the U.S. Marshals. They were caught and arrested in Detroit on December 4th. Does that make any sense, Ed? No. It, here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, no, let, let me see that again. I need to look at this. That's so confusing. Okay, it says here that the school was processed by authorities with video footage from security cameras in the school building being the investigator's primary focus. Officials told reporters the camera showed some of the actual shooting and that Crumbly had a clear intent to kill other students, saying he fired through barricaded doors and aimed for the heads and chests of victims at close range. A search warrant was also executed at Crumbly's home where a cell phone, a journal, several long guns, and other items were seized as part of the investigation around the shooting and Crumbly's prior social media posts. The cell phone contained two videos of Crumbly, both of which were filmed the night before the shooting and in which he purposely talked about shooting and killing the students at the school the next day. The journal also reportedly detailed his desire to shoot up the school. According to Sheriff Butchard, investigators had spoken with Crumley's parents during the search of their home, but not after. So, yeah, he was in class on the day of the shooting and was placed under suicide watch after being taken to the county's juvenile detention facility. He has maintained his right to silence and his family has hired an attorney. So, basically, he was placed on suicide watch. So, I guess they thought maybe he... Now, here's the thing. When they say he was placed on suicide watch, here's the part that's confusing me. Are they placing him under suicide watch they think he's mentally ill? Or are they placing him on suicide watch because they think he might try to kill himself while he's in jail? You actually might try to kill himself while he's in jail. Okay, because I don't know how that's going to work either way. But here's the thing. Apparently, the reason the parents are being blamed, I've heard, is because his parents either gave him the gun or gave him access to the gun. Giving him the gun's one thing, but having access to it, well, the parents, if you have a gun with a kid... Aren't you supposed to lock it up someplace tight with a key? Well, here's my question. You could have maybe prevented this from happening or noticed something if this kid was this 
fucked up. I've been pissed at 15, but not like that. Well, here's the thing. Is... Are they basically saying that the parents knew he was going to kill people and gave him the gun? Or was it something like his dad was maybe teaching him how to shoot? And, you know, not, and I'm not saying to kill anybody, but just like for the fun for the fun of it. Because there are some parents like they go hunting and stuff or go to shooting ranges and they teach their kids how to shoot a gun. Yes. If they want to go hunting or to protect themselves or whatever. So the question should be, did the parents know? That he had problems at school and wanted to kill people. Because I think that needs to be the question. Because I don't think the parents deserve to go to prison if they don't know what was going on. Because they didn't shoot anybody. The kid did. He's the one that needs to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And to my knowledge, I don't see anything on there unless you can read something in there. I don't know if he has a history of being bullied or picked on or if he has a history of mental illness or something or that's something they can even go in there and check uh, or whatever. But either way, he deserves to go to fucking jail because this is the thing that I've never understood for the life of me. Mm. If you're somebody that is mentally... I never understood how somebody can get mad to the point where they want to shoot up an entire school. I could understand if you had a bully wanting to kill him. Because I'll be honest, I was bullied a lot as a kid, and there were times where if I had access to a gun and I could have shot that bully, I'd have shot the fucking bully. Now, would I have shot up the entire school? No. Why? Because I didn't have a problem with the whole entire school. In fact, the only time in my life I ever hated an entire school was only on two occasions. Mm. In second grade when I was in New York and in sixth grade when I went to Webbridge Middle School. Where was that? That was here in Georgia. Actually, not that far from this house. was Webbridge Middle School. Those were the only two times I was ever in a school where I hated the entire school and felt like an outcast. And even then, the thought of shooting up the school never once entered my mind. Never did mine either. Now, I may have thought about killing the kids that were bullying and picking on me. Sure, that thought went through my mind a couple of times. But who the fuck hasn't? Anyone who says they've never once thought about killing someone is fucking lying. You're fucking lying. But I've never once thought I would go into a school with a gun and kill fucking everybody. And I've been through some mental shit in my life. Okay? People talk about being bullied. I know what it's like to truly be bullied. Hell, I got bullied on the fucking regular guys. On the internet. I've been through that shit. I have gone through the ringer of being bullied. Verbally, physically, online, been there, done that. Shooting up a place... Never once entered my mind. The only people I thought about killing were the people that bullied me. Just to be clear, when I was on the regular guys, I didn't think about killing anybody. But I'm talking about when I was in school. But again, I thought about it, but I never actually fucking did it. Why? Because A, I didn't have access to a gun. And B, I had I at least had a mom who was able to get talk me through that shit. I had a parent that I could reach out to. It's It's ridiculous, I know. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, that happened. That's all we're going to talk about on that. Now, let's talk a little wrestling. We'll get to something that uh, we need to seriously talk about, but we're going to wait that for the last bit. Vinny is making a point about something going on in the wrestling world, and I have to agree, and that would be lazy booking. (laughs) Once again, lazy booking. Say it with me, children. Lazy booking. So, Zach, what kind of lazy booking are you referring to? 
let LA Knight on the show whatsoever. Oh my God, are you fucking. Are we go, really going to go down this road today? Yep. You know what, Dak? Just get it all out. Get it all out. Go ahead. I just don't really want to get it all out. He sucks. I just don't like him. I can't understand it. And I'll say this once and I'll say it again. You and the pretty boy douchebag like your douchey breath. God. Okay. And first off, you see how great he is? Question. You know you have an answer to it. If he's so wonderful, why is he, I don't know, North American champion, the NXT champion, or why is he not on the main roster like the Intercontinental United States? You, no, I'm sorry. I just can't get into the dude. I just really, really cannot. So, he sees good, but he says dummy. I think he's a dummy himself. I'm just saying he's not that good. Sorry, but not. Yeah. Now, of course, he's referring to L.A. Knight. Some of you in the indies know him as Eli Drake. <laughs> Zach, I'm about to tell you why you're a fucking idiot. In fact, Zach, let me rewind this for a second. Um, Let me talk to you. The reason L.A. Knight does not have the titles of which you speak of is for a variety of reasons. One... He's still paying his dues on the roster. And two, you have to understand that the booking committee now consists of Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, who are notorious for not recognizing good talent, pissing away any opportunity of giving them a respectable push, and inevitably driving them out of the company and into the arms of the competition. So that's why LA Knight is not the North American or the NXT champion. But if they can get their heads out of their ass, Asses, and of course, I mean Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Or if Triple H can get back into some type of power down there once he's recovered from his heart condition, LA Knight will get the push he deserves in NXT. Will he succeed on the main roster? Probably not. Why? Because the booking committee sucks up there. Everybody knows when someone gets called up to the main roster, it's usually the kiss of death for a lot of NXT wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's why a lot of them aren't who, who, happy. Who, who was one of them that got screwed? He was the first double champion of NXT. Who was that? Keith who? Lee. Keith Lee. I was so mad. I remember calling you up. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I was like, I thought, ah! you go, what? What, what? You're not going to believe who they just released. I shocked you with Keith Lee. Oh, I, said, I know. I said, Keith Lee, he, he hit first. Oh, I got a better one after this. He go, what? You go, what? But when I told somebody that uh, a certain wrestler that Vinny hates going against Chris Jericho a couple months ago, it goes like, you're not going to believe who Chris is going against next. He goes, you go, who? And I try to make you guess. We just watched. We just talked about him. He goes, Zach. He goes, okay. And I said, that first thing that came out, he wants to rob the bank. And Benny's word, your first word was no. I was, I was shocked. I thought you knew. Uh, Wait, what was the name again? Nick Gage. Go, oh, God. No. no. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. fucking no. Stop out. Like the Joker says off the Batman movies. And here we go. This company needs an enema. <laughs> Because what the fuck? That's what you I'm saying. That's what I Nick saw. Nick fucking like, Gage. Are you like, shitting me? Chris Jericho was a little bit younger, but not against that psychotic. And I went on every podcast talking about that. And everybody said, Chris Jericho's going to get killed. Chris Jericho's going to get killed. Chris Jericho's going to get killed. And Vinny, I go like, okay, I can see what he is talking about. And I'm talking about Stone Cold said that. Triple. I mean, a lot of people like, yeah, Chris Jericho, no, don't do that. Duh. Well, that's I mean, because. I, I mean, my laugh at my. Well, 
Well, I've actually been talking to certain. Well, I've actually heard from certain people that, and I, cause I, he, like, I remember one time I was, uh, I was hanging out at WrestleCade and I was talking to somebody. I won't say their name on here in case they want their name protected. But um, this person was trying to convince me that I said you know, that maybe we could, they could do something with like Nick Gage down the road. Like he was telling me about Nick Gage being a safe worker, and I that I'm like, you're not watching the same matches I've been watching. I ain't seen him be safe at all. But he's telling me no, he actually, that's a work. He actually respects the legends, and I'm like, are you serious? right now? He goes, yeah, he said. So we respect the legends. You said we respect the legends in this episode of Dark Side of the Ring, but not one single fucking legend's name came out of that motherfucker's mouth. Hell, they shit on all the ECW guys saying they were pussies because they wouldn't do well, all the, the originals? Saints. Yeah. Oh, please. Because like, it's like we said before in the Nick Gage video, like the ECW guys look at CZW and go, y'all are fucking crazy. If ECW thinks you're crazy, something's wrong. But they said, oh, they're pussies because they can't do the tough shit that we do. And it's like, no, you make a mockery of the fucking business. He does make this is why nobody he takes it. Yeah, he, it, he makes it look bad. After watching that documentary, I was like, do I respect him? No, but he, he, he puts his own pain on there. I was like, no, no, you put yourself in that own category. And Kurt Jericho, if I was able to come smack some sense to you, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, no. Jericho's made a lot of dumb choices. I was like, no, no, no. Like, ever, look, the deal with Chris Jericho is this. Is he overrated? And God forbid what my answer is about to be here. Yes. He's by far one of the most overrated wrestlers ever. Was he good at one time? Yes. He deserved to beat Stone Cold and The Rock in one night. Not so much. Actually, I heard something very interesting about that. What? Do you know who was originally supposed to win the match? Oh, Lord. Kurt Angle. Why do they go with that? That would make such more better fucking sense. The, a couple, at least a day or two before the show, Kurt got the call from Vince saying he wanted to change it up and said, I'm, we're going to put the belt on Jericho. And Angle said, okay. He didn't argue it. But at first, Kurt Angle was supposed to become the Undisputed Champion originally. But then they gave it to Jericho. And did you hear the story about how Jericho found out he was going to win the title? You heard that story? No, I think you're about to tell me, though. Well, I'd love to tell you if you want to hear it. Yes, I would. All right. So, Jericho tells a story where he was in he found out he was going to be the undisputed champion six hours before the pay-per-view aired and he was in catering and he's eating his meat and he's sitting down with his food and on a table a few feet away from him was vince mcmahon and the undertaker and they're sitting down to eat and mcmahon is talking loud enough for jericho to hear and he looks over and he goes hey taker you know how you can tell the wrestling business is in the toilet mm. and taker's like how vince he goes we're putting the belt on jericho Bow. That's how he found out he was going to be the undisputed champion. Fucking with him. Yeah, they fucking with him. I mean, they they were still putting the belt on him, but Vince liked to fuck with Jericho. Was he ever one of the boys, Vince? To an extent, he was. Okay. Nowadays, not so much, but back in the day, he very much was with the Attitude Era guys. That's why they have a better relationship with Vince. Like, very few people got to that level. Like, Taker had that relationship with Vince because of his history. Jericho got there. Austin got there. Rock got there. The top guys got Vince's Shawn attention Michaels the most. Shawn Michaels. Like, a lot of people. So, they're dealing... Vince so says a lot of bad things. I was like... Say he's a cruel human being. I was like, I don't really think so. I was like, if one of his guys gets seriously seriously hurt, I think he actually is concerned. And he gets like in a storyline with somebody he goes like, Don't you ever, ever, ever do that again? <laughs> don't you ever do that again? I got a good investment in you. He basically says, I make a lot of money off of you. 
and this certain wrestler also makes a lot more money than one guy we just got done out. But yeah, we're gonna continue this conversation. Yeah, place else. So yeah, so Jericho uh, goes out, has the, they have the match. He beats Rock and Austin in the same night to become the first ever undisputed champion, and he's celebrating. And the crowd is kind of all confused. Everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Because no one expected Jericho to win that match. So Vince is celebrating. Jericho gets to the back. By the time Jericho gets to the back, everybody's gone. Cause he's cause because when you're the main event, it's the loneliest spot because people try to use that match to beat the traffic and get back to the hotel or their house or wherever they're going. So a lot of people leave during the main event. So when Jericho gets to the back, everybody's gone. Even Vince was gone. And Jer- all Jericho saw was a lonely janitor going, "Good job, buddy." That so that was Jericho's celebration. Jericho then gets in the car and he drives to Anaheim where uh, the Raw is going to be the next night. He gets to the hotel. It's late at night and there's this guy who's checking him into the hotel. His name is uh, something O'Rourke Jr. Mm-hmm. So this guy is apparently a dick to Jericho the whole time. He's like, he's like, hey, um, can we get some, um, can I get something to eat? He goes, he goes, nope, they closed the the diner at midnight. He said, but it's eleven fifty five. Shouldn't they still be open? He goes, don't get smart. So he checks him into his room and he says, um, he says, is there anything I can? Eat? He goes, you can get pizza, Domino's. So he hands him a menu and he says, um, you know, so he goes, so he orders the pizza. He goes upstairs, checks into his room, um, and uh, he gets a phone call thirty minutes later from the front desk guy going. Your pizza's here. He said, can you um, can you send the guy up? He goes, nope, they do not deliver to the room. You have to come down and get your pizza. So he goes down to get the pizza and everything, and he goes back upstairs and realizes he locked himself out of his room. So he goes back downstairs to the guy at the front desk and goes, um, he said, hey, man, I uh, I locked myself out of my room. I, I, need, I need another key. He goes, well, I need to see your ID before I can let you in. He goes, well, first of all, you just saw me come down here. Second of all, my ID's in my room. I can't show it to you. Well, that's, that's too bad for you. He's like, look, asshole, I need to get into my room. He goes, fine, I will come with you and check in. But you better have something in there that we know for a fact is yours to prove that's your room. This guy's a prick. <laughs> so this guy, so Jericho goes up the room. He, he says, now you wait right here. I'm going to go inside. He goes, what will I find in the room? He said, you want to know what you're going to find? What? Two giant fucking world titles. Because I'm the undisputed champion, bitch. <laughs> and then he goes, we'll see him about that. And he opens the door. He checks around and he goes your story checks out you can go in the room and i'm watching you and he goes and he goes back into the room so coming to this so he gets into the room he puts the pizza down on the bed and then uh eventually at one point he uh puts the world titles on while he's naked looks himself in the mirror then he sits down and uh you know he goes to get the pizza and while he goes to uh you know take it take take his clothes off or something he accidentally knocks the box over the box falls onto the floor Topping side first. Oh, no. So now he has to pick this up, get these dust bunnies off this pizza. And that's what Jericho had when he was... That's how Jericho celebrated being the first undisputed champion. Uh, Eating cold pizza in a hotel room. Yeah. There's no hookers and blow for Jericho. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one right there. And that was the story. He didn't have a luxury plane to ride on either, did he? No, he did not. (laughs) (laughs) That's another story for another show on the YouTube channel. We're not going to talk about that here. No, no, yo. You wonder why Rick Flair's woo. No, 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 no. Let's not get into that right now. That's... One time there was a story about Rick Flair. No, no. No, no, Zach. No, 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 do not, we're not, I, I, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I already do this bit with Gator. I'm not doing it here. I'm not doing this shit here. There was one time there was a piece. That no, 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 
no. But I will say this. Be on the lookout for the plane ride from hell YouTube video coming soon. Although, since we're on this subject, Zach said he had a bone to pick with me. Mm. I got a bone to pick with your sorry ass. I wonder what that oh. is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to our Boochcast YouTube channel right now, you will see a video that was uploaded there about, a, I would say, about two weeks ago. And it's entitled, Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, Episode 22, In the Shadow of Grizzly Smith. Oh, no. Now, I invited Zach and Desmond to be a part of this. They both agreed. Well, actually, no, they didn't both agree. Desmond originally said he would be part of the Smith family. Elvis said no. I needed a third person. Gator did not want to be part of this either, so I invited Zach. Because I knew what this episode entitled, and I knew Zach had a very strong opinion on the type of individual that Grizzly Smith is. Now, Desmond, he'll admits in the video, when he heard Smith family, he thought it was a video about Davy Boy. He's thinking the British Bulldog. He didn't know that it was Grizzly Smith, Rockin' Robin, Sam Houston, and Jake the Snake Roberts. And it was about the fact that Grizzly Smith was not only abusive and manipulative, but was also a fucking pedophile. Now, I'm excited for this episode for one reason and one reason only. Because Zach... Time and time again, on car rides, maybe even a couple times on the Boochcast, if I can remember correctly, has gone on rant after rant after rant after rant after rant about his strong hatred for pedophiles. You think you hate pedophiles? No, 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 no. Zach hates pedophiles. Hates them so goddamn much with everything he's got. He's even met a few while he was in the pen and didn't like them then either. So, I'm thinking this is going to be exciting. Although, here's the interesting thing. I'm leading the show, leading the show. Desmond is contributing very, very well. He even tells some stories that I didn't even know about. Yeah, did I. And turns out this hit home with Desmond very well in a lot of ways. In fact, that video is about an hour and 43 minutes. That's cut down from a three-hour video. So there's a lot of shit in there that didn't make it to air because, not because it was too harsh, but because it deviated from the story, which is what we tend to do on this show a lot, is deviate from the subject. But I wanted Zach on this show because I thought he was going to hit it home. If you realize, ladies and gentlemen, he says fucking nothing for 95% of this fucking video. He's just sitting there. It got so horrible that when I edited the video, and he's probably hearing this for the first time, I, I even put captions and arrows and talked shit about him in the fucking video. I do. I make fun of Zach in the video using text and arrows, and other things. Basically what I did to Desmond in the final days of Owen Hart when he was looking at his phone 90% of the time. So I fuck with Zach a lot in this video. Zach's just now finding this out, by the way. I don't know if he's watched the video, but it's pretty... Oh, I had some fun with your ass, because you... And here's what made me mad. Not even the fact that Zach was quiet for most of the show. Oh, oh, I know you were in pain. Oh, you poor baby. My... <laughs> Oh, you poor little thing. You're in pain. Suck it up, buttercup. So anyway, we get in the car. When this is all over, when this is all, all over, Des 
is trying to process what just happened. He, we're, we're all calm and everything. He eventually says goodbye, gets in his car, goes home. What do I do? Zach and I hop in the car and I take him home. Why do I take him home? Because the motherfuckers still don't have a car and a license. So I have to drive his sorry ass every fucking where we go. And what happens when we get in the car? Do you want to know what happens when we get in the car? He's a fucking chatterbox. The whole car ride home. I can't get this motherfucker to shut up. He's can't he doesn't say shit for an entire video podcast. But yet, when we're driving home, oh, he can't wait to just jab, 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 down, Dino, down. I have never wanted to kill a ginger so badly in my life. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. What the fuck? Like I said, I'm not going to discuss this. This was my fault once again. I'm sorry. I was in pain. I could not talk. I was in so much. I couldn't sit down. Well, really, if you were in that much pain, you're hurting. Shut up. I'm not saying it on the air because it was. It's a personal reason why. I'm not going to. Physical pain. I'm not going to. Sorry. That's not what I'm going to ask you. If you don't want to share something personal, you don't have to. What I'm asking is if you were in so much pain, you couldn't speak. Why were you a fucking chatterbox to car ride home? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because you couldn't talk when we did the fucking show, but when we're in the car driving home and there's no cameras, oh, you can't wait to run your fucking mouth. Jesus Christ, I would never have been so angry. Have you? Uh, not, at, not at you. <laughs> well, not take that back. Oh, there's another time I was angry at Zach. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Oh, by the way, you notice that... You notice that we did a SummerSlam watch party. That video hasn't been up in a while. Why has that video not been up in a while? Well, it's for two reasons. One, Elvis hasn't sent it to me yet. Two, I haven't quite asked for it yet because I've been busy. Don't you touch my microphone. I'll kill you. Okay, and stop. Three. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we get the point. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you shut the fuck up. Let me no. fucking talk, No, I let you fucking talk, no, motherfucker. motherfucker. You're the one move. that was like, oh, I slept. Oh, you got yeah. it done. Yeah, because you got fucking plastered, drunk, and snored. You were snoring on a live stream. already knows. You don't need to hear. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Okay? All right. Uh, well, you're finally here, so give your point of view, Mr. Sleepy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's your point of view. All right. Seriously, I hear that for 40 fucking minutes. I sorry. I overdid it. I did. I did it. Me too. I'm sorry. Next time, the next pay-per-view watch party live streaming on Twitch. I'll be here. Yes. By the way, that next one's going to be January 29th for the WWE Royal Rumble. Follow us on twitch.tv slash theboochcast. And also, we'll have a bootleg link to the pay-per-view if you don't have access to the Peacock. That'll be available on our Twitter page at theboochcast. Follow us there. And that'll be there at 7 p.m. Royal Rumble goes live at 8 p.m. where we will be on Twitch. Now, the question is, where are we going to be? Not quite sure yet. Um, It could be John's house. It could be my house. It could be Elvis's house. We might go to Desmond's again. I don't know. All I know is January 29th, 8 p.m., Royal Rumble, Twitch.tv. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back to the wrestling. When it comes to WWE, to tell you the truth, the only thing entertaining is going on with Brock Lesnar right now. That's oh, yeah. it. That's basically it. NXT, they're doing okay. Once again, due to lazy fucking booking, Pete Dunne should be the champion, not Tommaso Ciampa. I think both of you, you, Vinny and I have both agreed to that. I... Here's the thing. 
God. Would I like to see Pete Dunn with the title? Yes. Who would I you like to see more? L.A. Knight. Oh, but I'm sorry. It's true. But I'm saying that if Pete Dunn won the NXT title, I wouldn't have objections to it. I'm fine with Tommaso Ciampa being champion for now. But at some point, he has to go to the main roster. And I say that because there's nothing left for him to do in NXT. No, there's not. No. So no. when he drops that title, he needs to go up. Yes, he does. Yes, and then does. somebody else needs to fill that spot. And I think Pete Dunne would be a good take for that spot. I help. They want to make Braun Breaker the NXT champion. They're building it up really quickly for him, though. So. Yes, but here's the thing, though. And I will say this. Do I think it's quick? Yes. But here's the dis- here's the issues we're having. We don't have a lot of top guys in NXT. We don't. Because they called up a lot of them, and a lot of them got released. So there's that not a lot of top guys left. Over fucking stupid shit. Like Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, I'm like, like Hit Row, all of Hit Row. I'm like, what? Drake Maverick, I'm like, yeah. I was like, uh, you guys fucking suck. I was like, seriously? Wait, wait, wait. When you say you guys fucking suck, who are you referring to? The booking. Okay, well, clarify that. You just listed a bunch of names and said uh, you yeah, guys the, suck. They, the, they, <laughs> not like, the booking, but the company in NXT or the WWE or whatever, they released them. I'm you're referring like, to the booking committee, not the wrestlers. Yeah, the lazy booking. Also, Boochcast fans, I understand where Vinny's coming from. Now, now, it's my fucking turn. Okay. We understand when it comes to NXT, certain tag team, MSK. We get that. We do. Uh Uh-uh. Shut up. We know you don't like them. Okay? We know that you don't like their scares or anything about them. But you fail to fucking realize is when you go on YouTube, they probably got a couple hundred thousand million views. So, get over it. At least you don't have the titles. If you don't, like, if you don't want to do what I do, I was like, I don't want to see this, just say this, that bone crap, don't want to watch it. But you had to go into vivid detail. Okay, big deal. But it was funny as hell who the shaman was. When I saw that, I just laughed my ass off. I called you up and you and I just started laughing. No, I didn't. I did. I, I didn't fucking laugh. No, I laughed my ass I off. I didn't fucking laugh. No, I was talking to you. We built, we waited this long and I just I just cracked up. Yeah, you, you thought it was funny, but I did not think it was funny. I thought it was the dumbest thing on the planet. They're hyping this up and it ends Ends up being fucking douche riddle, the fucking clout chasing moron who sounds like a fucking 10 year old. And the only thing believable about him was they competed in the MMA, but got kicked out because he'd rather he'd rather smoke pot than fucking work. He's now in the, he's with a big company now. If they would have found out that he would have been fired by now. No, they know he smokes pot. They're very aware that he smokes pot. He doesn't hide it. The problem is marijuana is not um, considered like a horrible drug anymore. So if you get caught smoking pot, they don't really do anything bad to you. That's not considered a drug they're looking for. They're looking for things like steroids. They're looking for things like crack, cocaine, meth, prescription drugs that you don't have a prescription for. Like, that's what they're looking at. He's looking at the things that actually have hurt and killed wrestlers in the past. That's looking for. No one's died from pot in or out of wrestling. So they're not going to really care. But if you're caught by the police, like Rob Van Dam was, because he was a dumbass, they put the world title on him. 
and he had to forfeit the title because he got arrested for smoking pot. And that's the thing. And this has been my thing with pot. And I'll say this right now. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I am not against smoking pot. No, Hell, no, no. I'll no. break the fourth wall. We've been smoking some of it here on the fucking show. And we're about to smoke again, probably. <laughs> so I am not against pot at all. But I will say this. If you work for a company, any company, wrestling or otherwise, that does random drug testing and you're stupid enough to smoke pot and get in trouble for it, you deserve to lose your job. You do, because you're a dumbass. If you work for a company that randomly drug tests, either find another job or quit the weed. Don't smoke and fuck up your life. Even Cat Williams, who is an avid pot smoker, even said in his act, if you don't smoke weed because you got a good job, then by all means, make your paper, boo-boo. That's what he even says that. Make your paper. Don't fuck up your job, especially if you love your job. By smoking pot. I have friends who would love to smoke weed, but they don't because their company randomly drug tests and they like their job. My two jobs don't randomly drug test, so they don't really give a shit if I smoke weed or not. As long as it doesn't affect my work and I'm not doing it while on the job, they don't give a shit. They're fine with it because it's not terrible. But don't fuck your job up over it. So yeah, Rob Van Dam's a fucking idiot. Matt Riddle's a fucking idiot. You work for companies that randomly drug tests and frown upon marijuana. Now Matt Riddle didn't like it and he quit and went to wrestling. Where backstage, gimmick. I don't like his gimmick. I don't like him either because backstage he's a disrespectful prick. I've been hearing. Not just with Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, but even Roman Reigns and a few other people. Even Randy Orton didn't like him in the beginning. Now, him and Goldberg have made amends. They're cool, but that's his problem. He runs his fucking cock holster. He says his cock holster. Because in the ring, hear me out. He's not that bad. He's not. In real life, that man will probably beat your ass in real life. But in the ring, his gimmick, he needs to change the bro think. You know what? He needs to get a little more serious. Well, that's what this disrespectful motherfucker did. Calling himself the original bro. As if the hype bros didn't just walk and talk the streets of this fine planet. How are you the original bro? Did it start with you, you disrespectful son of a bitch? No. How are you original and you ain't the first one? Answer me. I'm just ignoring you. We get it. You don't like him. No. Answer my question. How can you be original and you're not the first one? There's no real answer for that. I don't know. Because you're not the original bro. The hype bros did it long before you did. Hell, even Vince Russo was the original guy saying, bro, for Christ's sake. His whole gimmick is a fucking joke. And his backstage behavior is atrocious. So from a business standpoint, fuck him. Fuck him. You want me to respect you? Grow the fuck up. How about that? Understand there's a pecking order in the business that you are supposed to respect. And if you can't respect it, get the fuck out of the locker room because you don't belong there. And I and he keeps talking about wanting a match with Brock Lesnar. Guess what? I want it. I want it on one condition. Brock Lesnar shoots on his ass. German suplex, dump him on his fucking head, take off your gloves, Due to him what you did to Randy Orton when you fought him at SummerSlam. I want him cut 
bleeding, busted open the hard way, humble this motherfucker. Because when people did this kind of shit back in the day, that's what you did. You taught them a fucking lesson. You want to believe me? Go on YouTube right now. Google APA Public Enemy Sunday Night Heat. Go on YouTube, watch that fight. You will see a shoot fucking fight because the public enemy was disrespectful and running their mouths. So Brad Sean Farouk went out there and beat the fucking dog piss out of them. It because they did because they were the guys that they put in the ring. So I hired a little protection. Yeah, to fucking test people. Like when the Dudleys first came in, the APA was beating on them. The difference is. The Dudley, the difference is the Dudley boys, when they got, they took their beating from the APA, but they also gave a receipt in the ring. And afterwards, they shook hands and the APA respected them. Because the Dudleys were like, look, we knew what we were getting ourselves into because they knew that they didn't like the Dudley boys because public enemy left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So they didn't want a repeat of the public enemy. But the Dudleys were not going to just take it lying down either. So APA respected it because they stood up to them. But they were respectful about it. It's like, yeah, we knew we are going to get a beating. We're going to give the beating back. We'll deal with it later. And they went backstage, shook their hands, and they were fucking professionals. That's my issue with Matt Riddle. He is not fucking professional. And that's why I don't respect him. That's why I don't like him. And until he changes his fucking attitude, I'm never going to respect him. No matter how good of an in-ring worker he fucking is. That's not good enough for me. I like him. That's fine. I don't care if you like him. John and Rhiannon tell me all the time how much they like him. I don't. That's fine. I don't care. Like him. But I don't. And until he matures, oh, I'm not going know. to. You don't. We know you don't. We know. Okay. We get it. And MSK is just the tip of the fucking iceberg with uh, these guys. I'm sorry. They're spot monkeys. They don't belong in NXT. They're the type of guys who belong on AEW Dark. They're not even worthy of being on Dynamite or Rampage. Put them on fucking dark. Let them flip around on YouTube until they outlive their usefulness and then you can just get rid of them. I'm sorry. I have no respect for MSK. None. Their gimmick is stupid. The white guy's even dumber than the than the other guy. And they now have a shaman who could have been fucking great. I was expecting maybe Papa Shango. I would have loved to have seen that shit. Or bring in a guy who's been an actual tag team champion, like a legend. Bring in a name. Instead, you got fucking Matt Riddle. It's like, sharing is caring. Fuck you. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I need another <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. This is what happens when you bring up certain wrestling for anybody. He doesn't shut the fuck up. Now, do you? It's not an insult. No, it's not as an effect of life my ass. Everybody's just tired of hearing about the same thing over and over and over again, which is not your fault because there's actually NXT who do to what? Lazy booking. Because I have to agree there's been some lazy booking. I was like... But the question is, uh, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar? I think it's time for Roman Reigns to lose the title. I can't take it anymore. But like you said, who else is there? That's the point. Roman Reigns has run through everybody. He has. Like, he has. And, that's, and that's my issue because there is, I understand that people want to see some wrestlers have long title reigns. You don't want to see the belt flip-flop back and forth too much because then there's no value. Like with Charlotte and Sasha in the early years. But the thing is... To her here in a minute. Yeah, but the thing is, is that a title reign can be too long. 
and what you, we're now. and you're running out of credible challengers. And here's the thing: you have not built anyone up on your full-time roster that if they were to beat Roman Reigns, who's run through everybody to make once. it credible. Not more than once. He's it's it's literally like some guys he's fought twice or three times, but he's run through everybody. WrestleMania, he should have lost the title. Edge should be the Universal Champion right now. Oh, we heard. He should have been. Yeah. Oh. But wait. instead, what do they do? Not only did they not give him the title, they inserted Daniel fucking Bryan, just shoehorned him into that triple threat match. Because this could be made as WrestleMania. Good. I hope you never wrestle in WWE again. Stay in AEW for life. The only time I want to see Daniel Bryan back in WWE is if he's getting a Hall of Fame induction because he deserves one. But I don't ever want to see him in a WWE ring again. Ever. I'm done. Fuck him. So, in that regard, fuck him. But I I love what he's doing in AEW, by the way. Just want to clarify that. But then that didn't happen. Then you go to SummerSlam. You have Mm -hmm. John Cena. Mm -hmm. 17-time going to be the champion. Great match going in. Could have been the right time. Cena wins the title. Roman Reigns has to deal with the failure of losing the title because Cena was going to be gone. I know a lot of people have issues with part-timers taking the belt and leaving. I have had that same regard. Now, here's the thing. In the beginning, when Brock Lesnar used to take the Universal title and sit at home, the reason it didn't bother me was because I saw it as an opportunity to do some really good marketing. And here's what I meant. During this time, you had Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views exclusively. On the Raw pay-per-views, because... Brock Lesnar was on Raw at the time this happened. You could have had the Intercontinental title. Even though it was held around the waist of The Miz, I still preach this. You make the Intercontinental title matches the main event of the B-level pay-per-views. And then you bring Brock Lesnar in for the big four. Bring in Brock for the big four. And for the Raws leading up to the big four. That way, it looks great. But the Intercontinental title could have got more attention. And even even years later, when they did it again, and the U.S. title was on Raw, I said, same thing. Make the U.S. title the main event. And I'm tired of having Shishke Nakamura having the fucking Intercontinental Championship, too. I don't even... Does he still have it, or has he lost it yet? He, I don't think he's lost it yet. But he did. He had the match with Damian Priest at Survivor Series, and that was about it. I'm but, happy with Damian Priest still the U.S. Champion. Yeah, way. but the thing is this. They could have... They, if they had built it up that way, made the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, the center of attention on the B-level shows, you wouldn't have cared that Brock was sitting at home. You really wouldn't have. But because they didn't do that, they did not. people thought about Brock sitting at home. And when I saw they weren't going to do that, that's when I had a problem with Brock sitting at home. Then when he won the title again and sat at home, I'm like, all right, this is getting to be too much. So I had an issue with it at that point. But with Cena, I would have made an exception, and here's why. Because of the story they were telling. If Cena had beaten Roman Reigns, Roman was going to be the biggest failure in WWE history. So Roman would have to live with the fact that he lost the title to Cena and Cena took it to Hollywood. And it would be on Roman's shoulders. And you could have told the story for months. Roman Reigns let everybody down. Roman Reigns is a failure. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, got knocked down a peg by John Cena. And Cena's already put over Roman Reigns in the past. So a loss to Cena wouldn't hurt him. And then what you do is you fuel Roman with rage. 
rage. And he gets bitter, and he gets angry at everybody calling him a failure that he lost to John Cena. But Roman has to remind everybody, yeah, I lost to John Cena, but I beat and destroyed each and every single one of you. And guess what? Now that I don't have my title, I'm just going to have fun. And he could fucking demolish, destroy, run over everybody. <coughs> and here's what I would have done. I would have had him just destroy Every single person in his path. And then brought him back to the Universal title. Because Cena would come back at WrestleMania in Dallas. And then it would be Roman Reigns, John Cena. Roman takes the belt back. Roman takes the belt back. Well, no, no, he takes the belt back. Because by that time, the title reign would have lasted a year. Then he's got a few months without a title. So it's kind of a break. Mm -hmm. Gets it back. Holds it for not too long. Maybe a couple months. And then eventually drops the title. And then it's over. Or he holds on to that belt, maybe goes to Raw, gets a whole new set of challengers. So there's a million things they could have done if Cena had gotten the belt. But after that, you now have Roman with no other options except for Brock Lesnar because of the level of dominance he's run and for everyone he's destroyed. Sami Zayn looked like he could have had an opportunity, but then they pissed that away. Because here's the thing. I would have been happy with Brock winning, but even though it's in day one in Atlanta and a part of me is happy I'm going to go see it, mm. I didn't want this match at day one. I wanted it at the Royal Rumble. That's what I wanted. To That's what should happen. Because that way he wins at the Royal Rumble. That way Roman Reigns can't compete in the Royal Rumble because he's already in a title match. And then it could lead to something else because I know the plan I'm hearing, I could be wrong, is Roman Rock WrestleMania. Because apparently, and I'm going to say this about Survivor Series. Oh, God, here we go. The Rock. He was supposed to show up, but he didn't. No, because he was stuck in another country and all the international stuff and the COVID quarantine shit. But here's the best part. They made a whole dedication episode of The Rock and there was no Rock. Why even fucking do that? If you know The Rock's not going to show up, why do all this shit about showing The Rock's classic victories? And here's the golden egg from the movie Red Notice, which is coming out on Netflix. Shameless plug. And then you do all this stupid shit, and there's no Rock. No Rock. You basically just wasted everybody's fucking time. Everyone's betting The Rock to come out and confront Roman Reigns at, rest, at Survivor Series to potentially book a match for WrestleMania. And there's nothing. Nothing at all. All right. You have any topics that you want to talk about? Oh, boy, do I. I let that look on your face. Oh, I think I got something. But I wonder. Oh, God, here we go. What this topic could possibly be. I. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder what topics to say. I know this song sounds weird and gay, but I don't care. I am building the suspense as I find what I want to talk about. And I'm singing it because I know Zachariah hates my singing. And he's about to hate me even more. Ladies and gentlemen, a beautiful thing took place. A moment that I like to call karma. Jeff Hardy released by WWE. Zach, mm. you're an avid Jeff Hardy fan, as you remind me many, 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 many times off the air. Do you want to share your thoughts, your opinions 
on Jeff Hardy released by World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm glad it got released because uh, now he can go do something better with his life. Apparently, he denied rehab or something. Alcohol for what Vinny says is like, okay, I'm a drinker, and I have overdone, and I consider myself going to rehab. But that's not the point. <clears throat> you have no fucking right to give him crap about, about his being an addict. Not at all. Here's the reason why. You never, ever, ever have been addicted to drugs or alcohol at all. That's why I'm acting like this, okay? He has done some wonderful things. First time he came WWE champion was in a triple threat match, and guess who he pinned? Edge. One, two, three. Okay, and now you have to admit that Triple H and the Armageddon between Triple H, Edge, and Jeff was good. Was it not? His still cage matches, it was a still cage match. How many times have you seen somebody do a finisher on top of a still cage? He was a high flyer when high flyers were good. You like Rob Van Dam before he got busted for a pot. He's a high flyer just like Jeff. And he became ECW and WWE champion in real life. What would happen if John Cena would have retained his title at an ECW show? It would have been bad. So, what I'm trying to say is, don't criticize him for being an addict when you're not one yourself. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, that's that's what you're trying to say. That's what you're trying to say. Okay, the whole time. I know you don't like him as a wrestler. Fuck off. A lot of people do, including Des. All right. It, it, who's better on the mic? Matt Hardy's way better on the mic. I'll admit that right now. He has some good stuff on there. He really, really has. Like the promo between him and Matt at Rus- right before WrestleMania and I- uh, that WrestleMania match, that was good on both sides. Okay. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Let me. Let me. All right, Zach. Once again, let me talk to you. Okay. Here we go. If this was the first time Jeff fucked up like this, I'd be fine with it. But this is not the first time Jeff's it's fucked up like this. Not the only one either. Or the second. He's not the only or one. Or the third. Not the only one. Or even the fourth. Not the only one. It's pretty much the fifth time. And I don't give a fuck that he's not the only one, because I've given those guys shit, too. It hasn't happened recently. Let me tell you something about Jeff Hardy. Yeah, you're right. He won that triple threat match for the WWE title. He was on top of the fucking world. Do you remember what happened next? He dropped it. He got suspended for 30 days. That's why he dropped it, because he was caught on the drugs. It wasn't even alcohol. It was fucking drugs the first time. Then he comes back, gets another chance. They're about to put him into a rivalry with Edge. Because Edge was trying to capitalize on the whole uh, incident with Matt Hardy and trying to get Jeff to come back for that. The rivalry never went anywhere because right after that episode of Raw, Jeff gets suspended for 60 days. They bring him back as the world heavyweight champion on SmackDown. He has a great feud with CM Punk. And what happened? Strike three and he was out. Not only was he on the, the drugs, but he had possession of methamphetamines. A pretty big fucking amount. So either he was smoking it all, or he was selling some of it. Either way, he got in trouble. Serious fucking trouble. Then eventually, he goes to TNA, where he's wrestling, he's doing all the fun things, and guess what happens next? Jeff Hardy is the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. He goes into Victory Road to face Sting. And Jeff Hardy is on top of the goddamn world. Why is he on top of the goddamn world? Because he is the world champion of the big heel faction, Immortal. Handpicked by the immortal Hulk Hogan to be the main champion centerpiece. When Hogan turned heel in TNA with Eric Bischoff and Abyss and even Jeff Jarrett joining the fold. And what made that heel turn work was that Jeff Hardy turned heel in the match. 
First time ever. Well, not the first time ever, but the first time where it was a big deal. Because they tried to make him a heel briefly in WWE, but it didn't work. In TNA, he made that shit work. He made it work. He became the main guy. And then he had a match with Sting. And he shows up, pilled up out of his fucking mind to the point where he doesn't even know where the fuck he is. He's trying to throw his shirt into the crowd. He doesn't even know where to throw it. He could barely move around in the ring. Sting had to hit a quick scorpion death drop, hook both legs, and hold him down for dear life because you can see Jeff trying to kick out. And he's go- and the ref goes one, two, three, match ends in 90 seconds. And Sting has a look on his face like, you piece of shit. Jeff's like, that is on Queer Street. I'd like to call it. Some people call it Dream Street. In the business, they call it Queer Street. So, he's all over the fucking place. Stane's got the world title. He's walking up the ramp. All the fans are yelling, screaming, getting mad. They're all saying, this is bullshit. And Stane's going, I agree. I agree. And that's the end of the pay-per-view. And then, months go by. Jeff Hardy's gone from the company. He comes back, and he gives this passionate speech about the fact that I'm on, I, I was on drugs, and I was on alcohol, and... I made all these mistakes and I messed up and I know I don't deserve another chance, but I'm asking for one more shot and the crowd chants, one more shot, one more shot, one more shot. And Jeff is going around the locker room while everybody in the locker room doesn't want to talk to him and is giving him shit for fucking up all the time. Some wrestlers are forgiving, some aren't. A few, they go, he goes into a few with Kurt Angle because Kurt's being the biggest dick of all to Jeff Hardy. And he says, and he's basically telling everybody, I'm never going to do this shit again. And he does this shit again. So, no, I don't feel sad for Jeff Hardy. Wasn't proven. Wasn't proven. He said, did you see was hair? Yes, they did. He did not over alcohol. His whole family said he's okay. Okay. What I'm trying to say is you cannot criticize him him doing it. I know you're sick of it, but you've never done it before. That I don't give a- Fuck. You know what else I've never done before? I've never smoked crack before. But that doesn't change the fact that, that doesn't change the fact that I can say a crackhead is a piece of shit. Because I've met some crackheads who were pieces of shit. It's not the point. It is the point. Not really. I don't have to feel sorry for Jeff Hardy. I don't feel sorry for Jeff Hardy. I'm just saying lay off of him. No. Okay, I can say whatever I want about him. This is my fucking show. He's in the fucking news. He's fair fucking game. Fair enough. People are going to ask I, me I, how I feel about this. I'll just go. I'll, I'll just go. Yeah, go fast forward. And I don't have a problem with it. If you don't want, if you don't like my opinion on Jeff Hardy, I don't give a fuck. Because when shit like this happens in wrestling, I'm the person that gets a phone call from people because they all want to know what I think and how I feel about this because I'm a diehard wrestling fan. And here are my thoughts. I have no sympathy for Jeff Hardy. I don't. I ne- he, I've never felt he was deserving of any of the pushes he has fucking gotten. Ever. I'm, it, has, it has pissed me off watching him get pushed to the moon while Matt Hardy always takes a back seat. When he's a better talker than Jeff, he's a better wrestler than Jeff, and he's a better man than Jeff. And I watch Matt Hardy get treated like shit every time. And I've watched Jeff Hardy get push after push after push. And he has been one great big disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Because every time he gets a every time he gets in a groove, every time it looks like things are going great, every time they give him the ball, he fumbles it. And yeah, sure, people were complaining about how he wasn't getting a lot of pushes on the roster. First of all, 
Why the fuck does he deserve a universal title shot? The only logical explanation to give him a universal title shot is the fact that Roman Reigns is beating everybody. Yeah, Jeff Hardy wants to be the universal champion. Guess what? Everybody wants to be the world heavyweight champion. Doesn't mean you deserve it. I have to agree on that. Jeff Hardy beating Roman Reigns for a title. Love you, Jeff, but no. I'm sorry. I'm not a Jeff Hardy fan. I don't hate him, but I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him either. I'm just saying. I'm just tired. It's there's there's a difference between. I don't give him crap. Being you see me going off on most people who've done it do. It's like okay, hopefully he gets better. I don't lecture. Hey, I ignore it. If that's their problem, that's their problem. Okay. Well, it is when it's affecting work. Fuck you for saying he did not deserve all his little intercontinental United States tag teams. You, uh, even his world ties. He's not like like Charlotte Flair. He's only three or four times. I bet you like him better than that. You would. You, okay, let me ask you. Would you rather see a title around Jeff or The Miz? Jeff. Thank you. Doesn't mean I like Jeff Hardy though. I hate The Miz for other reasons. That's why I asked. What you I'm that saying question. is, but from a wrestling standpoint, yeah, he's not a wrestler. He's a circus act. It's not a circus. He does the circus. He was the inventor. He was, he was one of the main inventors of the circus shit. Are you saying Sabu's not a, a spot monkey? He does the same thing. He is! Sabu's not here! Why do you hate high flyers? Some of them are actually entertaining. You want to know why I hate high flyers? You want to hear the reason? Uh, 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 yeah, you asked me a question, then you groan. Why? They're entertaining. Not do you want them. me to answer the question or not? Yes, what's wrong? Here's my problem. Because every single move they do, if you're a wrestler who works, but occasionally, and in the right place at the right time, you do a dive or a flip or whatever, that's fine. If it's in the right spot and it's done at the right time and it looks believable. But when 90% of your moveset involves flips or dives, it you're not a wrestler. Because everything you do requires cooperation with the other person. And when it's blatantly obvious that you're cooperating with the other person, it makes the match look fake. It makes it look fake. And I know there's going to be people out there saying, well, how can it be fake? They're really getting hurt. The fact they're getting hurt makes them fucking stupid. Because you're doing stupid shit you don't know how to do or you have no business doing for no other reason other than you want a moment. Because you're more concerned with creating a moment than selling tickets and telling a fucking story. This is what happens when the Bucci snaps. You see me here, folks? I'm all calm and calm down over here. And he's going off... Like somebody insulted tell me in your family. Okay. We get the point. Hey, I'm, don't know, poke I, the bear and then get I, mad when I the bear rips I, your face I off. I like to criticize the dude. I like him. Dez likes him. He's well liked. He's more liked than LA Knight. I promise you that. Look it up on LA Like, trust me. He has his demons. Okay, but he's not the first person. Trust me. Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, he had problems just as bad as him. Okay? All right. Uh, you want to criticize Drago? What about freaking Jake the Snake Roberts? No, he's clean now, but he had his mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and people well, got well, sick of his well, shit. Uh, uh, no, no, no. How's he Osborne? Thankfully, he's alive. No, no, no. Over and over and over again. Don't criticize Drago. No, 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 no. I'll go back to Jake. Jake is clean now. But back in the day, when Jake was on the shit and on the drugs, and he even admitted, when, he, when we were watching the Smith family, he even admitted that, when he was when he was on drugs, he was selfish and a piece of shit. He says that about himself. But the difference is, Jake's not that way now. But when Jake was on the shit, he pissed everybody off. Because he was getting multiple chances to clean up. And multiple chances to turn his life around. Jake could have turned his life around a long time ago. 
but he fucked up a lot. And like I even said in the video, a lot of people wrote him off. No one thought he would ever get clean. He found a reason to get clean. And Jake even said, this is my last fucking shot. Because he knows if he fucks up now, no one will ever trust him again. Yeah. Okay. And I can tell you right now, if Jake went back to doing, went back to smoking crack and cocaine. He would be dead. Not only would he be dead, his whole career would be done. Everyone would write him off. No one would trust him again. And he knows that. And he fights every day to not go through that. And because he's not drinking anymore. And yeah, he fell off the wagon with drinks and stuff like that. But guess what? When he did, he was in a bar on his own time. He didn't show up to work fucking drunk. He didn't show up to work on drugs recently. Now in his career, he's done that. But, ba but there was a time in wrestling where... Everybody was on the shit. Like in the 80s, everybody was on cocaine, but they knew how to do it. Hell, even Buff was on drugs, but even Buff said when him and the WCW guys were, do, were getting high and shit, they timed it to where by the time they got to TV, when they got to Nitro or the pay-per-view or Thunder, they were sober. They never once got high or drunk on TV. It was always before the show and after the show. Now, Buff's clean now. He's not on the Somas or any of that shit anymore. And he's limited his alcohol intake. And he's got, he's got guys like me that keep him on that narrow path. He even said he's motivated to get himself better. But that's, that was my issue with Jeff Hardy. That's why I don't feel sorry for him. Well, people don't. I don't feel sorry for him. And I'm saying, like, that's why I can judge. Because this is a guy. It's one thing when you make a mistake once. But when you make a mistake all the time, you lose your credibility. And that's what Jeff has done. And I know there's some people out there trying to come up with conspiracy theories that Jeff did it on purpose to get out of his WWE contract. I'm, I'm almost certain that wasn't true, but I'll say this. If it was true, Jeff's a fucking idiot. Because you're giving yourself negative publicity and making it difficult for any company to want to hire you. And if Tony Khan is smart, and sometimes I think he is, sometimes I think he's not, but if he's smart, He's going to make sure that Jeff is 100% clean and sober. You sign him to a short-term contract, and you give him a small pay. Not a, And by small pay, I don't mean like have him wrestle for peanuts, but don't give him some type of multi-million dollar contract or a multi-year contract. Sign him like a one-year contract for like a hundred grand, a hundred thousand a year. And then... If he shows consistency, then when his contract is up for renewal in a year, then you can re-sign him. Then you can pay him a little bit more money, but make him earn that shit. Motivate him to stay fucking clean. Because at this point, Jeff should know better. At this point. Okay? I don't pretend to know what it's like to be a drug addict or an alcoholic. Hell, I've dealt with a lot of alcoholics in my lifetime. And I'm not just talking about Zach. Not a fucking alcoholic. Well, you were looking at me like you were. You're doing that whole eh thing, so it sounded like you were talking about yourself. Tricker. But I'm saying, I've dealt with a lot of alcoholics in my life, so I know what bullshit to look for. And I'm saying, at some point, there has to come a time where you get your shit together and you keep it that way. Especially when you're a husband and a fucking father, like he is. What? I don't have sympathy. A lot of people don't, but I sort of do and I sort of don't, but... Hope the best to him. Hope he gets to AEW, becomes tag team champion with his brother Matt one more time. That's all I want. I don't. I don't want him the AEW World Championship. That's it. Otherwise, not there, folks. I think it's uh. We got anything else to talk about? Uh, he apparently Mr. Vinny's got to take a 
phone call real quick. Okay, folks, we're going to uh, talk about something. There he goes, closing the door now. Doesn't look very happy with me. That's the thing. I could easily, easily irritate Vinny. It's so simple. It really, really is. I mean, I say the simple things. He gets mad over it. I bring up a wrestler that he doesn't like. He doesn't shut the fuck up, apparently, what you heard about that today. Very apparently, folks, I'm doing A-OK. Okay, here he comes. He's coming back in now. He's got a grin on him. He doesn't seem too mad at me. Are you mad at me? Please don't be mad at me. I'm so sorry. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. Um, Zach, as long as he's worked on the Boots cast, I would have thought he'd figure this shit out by now. That there's a certain hand signal that I do. And that hand signal usually means, hey, I have to step out of the room Keep talking. Doing something else. Next time that happens, why don't you just go like this right here? Then I don't understand, I don't understand what you're saying. Fine. We'll there change the hand okay. signal. There, yes, go. I'm going to change the hand signal for the drunk. mine. Yeah, for Mr. Drunky over here. I am not drunk. I had to. Speaking of which, you say that one more time, I will go grab me one. Shut up. I got an ice cold 12-pack downstairs, <laughs> and I can't fucking drink it. Cowboy Troy wouldn't go this late. Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so I really want to go have a beer right now. So, we got anything else to talk? Can I go please get my fucking drink on? Well, we got, um, you know what? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, uh, that wrestler that passed away. You want to talk about him? You know him better. That's, he, he was in the business, and I saw him wrestle. And you said, was he a good worker? Yes. He put people over? Did he, was he a good heel? Was he like, was he like... Yes, he's referring to, um, he's referring to uh, Jimmy Rave. He used to work for TNA and Ring of Honor. Uh, Well-known talent agent, uh, Bill Barons, broke the news on his Twitter account. And here's what he said in his statement. Uh, James has been struggling with drug addiction for many years. His struggles resulted in the amputation of his arm and later both of his legs. James is survived by his ex-wife, Felicia, his daughter, Kyla, son, James II, and parents, Jim and Tony Guffey. At the time of his death, he was living in in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area with Gabby Gilbert. Uh, So, yeah, so his name was James Michael Guffey, um, born December 8th, 1982, died December 12th, 2021. Uh, 11-12, four days after his birthday. Whoa. Memorial services will be held in Georgia. Details will be released at a later time. As Barron's mentioned, Jimmy had to endure serious health problems as a result of his drug addiction. Back in November 2020, he announced his retirement after he needed to have his left arm amputated due to an infection. Things only got worse for Jimmy Rave the following year. Back in October, he revealed that he had to have both his legs amputated as well. So this happened back in October, like two months ago. At the time, Jimmy explained that he had MRSA in both his legs. He also revealed steep medical expenses at GoFundMe page was set up for Jimmy and the goal was to reach $100,000 but the, they only reached 47361 so barely half of the money was raised and that's pretty much where um, and then of course there's the reactions uh, yeah. Jelly Geneva had things to say Tony Campbell talked, had some things, uh, John Pollock uh, Dave Meltzer uh, Sammy Callahan uh, was heartbroken, extremely saddened to hear the passing of Jimmy Ray such an amazing performer uh, that was such an influence to so many wrestlers. A true pleasure sharing the ring with him. Condolences to all of his friends and family. Um, and then Cheeseburger Bobby, I believe, um, said, so all my students are aware. Uh, the exit drill we do every day, the beginning of class is directly from Jimmy Ray. He taught it to us at his seminar. Oh, so much. It was added to the curriculum. Thank you, Jimmy, from all of us at Worldwide Dojo. And then, of course, um, D. 
Diamante from LAX say rest in peace and Malachi Black had a picture uh Doc Gallows um said rest in peace and uh even Lance Archer said rest in peace as well. Well, they so. okay, I didn't know and I started recognizing some names was okay. At least some of them are reaching out. Yeah. That sucks. Ah. Ooh. Both the arms, both the legs. Poor bastard. Well, yeah. Uh, I've, I, well, here's what I know of Jimmy Rave. I never met him personally, but I saw him for the first time at a promotion called Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. AWE. Um, it's run by a guy named uh, Josh Wheeler, who I was friends with um, for a period of time. Uh, if you watch Daytime Fighting League, you know who Josh Wheeler is. He was the guy that would uh, demonstrate how the the uh, matches would be done. He was also the ring announcer uh, for the show as well. So he was the guy that would do the visual demonstration of how it was done. He'd be next to this like, operation-style body from like, the Operation Board Game showing how each move was done or how each match was going to be done. So uh, basically I saw him at a show and it was Jimmy Ray versus Chip Day. And they had a hell of a great rivalry. And then later on, uh, Jimmy Rave would become a member of a co-founder of a faction called the Hierarchy with him and Murder One. Murder One was also on uh, Daytime Fighting League. He was the guy that would, uh, you know, give his, uh, like, kind of like how WWE does their panel where they talk about, you know, matches and thoughts and stuff. Uh, Murder One was kind of like a one-man panel. He would cut his promos and everything. Murder One's a great guy. Um, so him and Jimmy Rave co-founded the Hierarchy. Uh, Chip Day later joined the Hierarchy. Jimmy Rave was an amazing performer. That's what I. That's you know, what he he really was. A couple matches with him, and you definitely do a good job. I like that little uh, faction you said with Chrissy Hemi because she was just and Lance Hoyt. Yeah, they were the Rock and Roll Infection. They tried. They should have won a title at least one or two times. I think. Well, they were considered a jobber tag team. Um, nice. Oh, Chris is always nice to look oh, at. Absolutely. Oh. But yeah. She always has that look when she comes out to the ring. I'm sorry she hears this. Says, Please be taken to the back room. Fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> like with Maria from freaking WWE. When she was young, like 23, 23 years old. Remember that little um, court thing that happened? Well, Maria was kind of like the, had like the girl next door kind of vibe. Until she later joined up with, um... You know, Mike Bennett. And then they, and then she became a lot more of a sexual person and everything. And she used to be, a, she was a badass in TNA with him. And then they came to WWE. They tried the the power of love, but it didn't that get over. That was horrible. Yes. So there was, you and I just like, we were like, we were like, what the hell is this? I was like, uh, dude, if you're going to come out together, put out like a decent hard rock song. That looks like a really bad intro to a really bad porn video. Well, it, it was, I mean, it was supposed to be stupid. The gimmick would have worked, but the problem is they turned uh, Mike Bennett into a fucking cuckold. And they basically made him this little like bitch boy that followed, that followed around his wife. And he kept getting emasculated every fucking week. And just nothing good came out of that gimmick. Nothing. And then they later got released. So it never went anywhere. Like he said, I'm Maria Canellis. I'm Mike Canellis. I took my wife's last name. Yeah, just just completely take his nuts away from him. It was just, you know, fucking ridiculous. But anyway, get back on track here. Uh, obviously, you know, we at the Boochcast 
um, send our uh, thoughts and prayers and condolences to uh, Jimmy Ray's family. And uh, we hope they're um, dealing with this difficult time and they're getting through it. Um, I don't know if these uh, memorial services will be open to the public, um, but if it is, then um, hopefully um, some fans will be able to go out there and pay their respects. Um, if it is open to the public, I don't know necessarily if I will go. Um if I would be welcome there, then absolutely. But if not, I probably won't go. Um, but we'll see. Um, I'm definitely not going to bring any uh, camera footage or anything like that because I don't want to be tacky. Uh, I want to be disrespectful. Uh, you know. disrespectful. That's what I don't want to say when it comes to famous people. If you're going to have a funeral, don't you want to do that kind of private? Well, some celebrities have their funerals televised because it's a celebrity. Like Michael Jackson had a had a um, you know televised funeral Like for some of them. Like if news cameras show up, you know. That's one thing. But if somebody else is going to, you know, randomly film it, I think that's douchey, which is why we're not going to do that. But if we go, we're going to be able to, you know, just pay our respects and that's it. Well, I think that's it. Because we go on, we're going to mix in XT and yeah, at, at, hard. And, and yeah, so the time that we're recording this, uh, NXT is about to start. But that NXT recap's actually going to be already out by now. So we're going to record that, then I'm going to edit that and then put that out there. So... Uh, whenever this comes out, it comes out. But uh, well, that- hopefully, he gets it out there soon. Keep time on it. So, what's the verdict? How'd I do today? Much better than last time because you were actually fucking sober. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's episode of the Bootscast. Zach, thanks so much for uh, coming in to join us with the show, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on in the future. Absolutely. All right. So make sure you guys are following the Bootscast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. And Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. So pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or become a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. You can, of course, see our uh, In the Shadow of Grizzly Smith video. It's on there somewhere. You can check out. Uh, that'll be where you can see what I'm talking about, why, I'm, why Zach was uh, not doing anything. And you can see all the funny things that I did to make fun of Zach in that video uh, that I added in post-editing. But trust me, Zach's going to watch the video. He's going to call me up, and we're going to have war awards. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm not. I'm going to totally ignore it because I deserve it. Okay. So also, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. At the Boochcast. Boochcast. Get, get the latest tweets, tweets photos, and photos videos. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, uh, that's where we have our Boochcast reviews, Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Yep. We have our... I'm on there myself. We also have our archived watch parties. Yep. Our D&D one shot, yep. funny skits, holiday go. videos. Um, there might be a Christmas one up there. I'm still trying to work on that, uh, which is going to be a fun one. Uh, but make sure you guys uh, Wait, whoa. checking that out. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that fucking grin for? What the fuck do you think you're doing? You know, this is why you'll be a very, very, very extremely shitty card player to let you know. You have no poker face. So, we're not going to spoil it now, but I'm going to get to the bottom of this here very soon because I'm not looking to fucking grin on your fucking potato head. Can't read my, can't read my, no, he can't read a poker face. I don't care about the song, face. the costume you give me is not insulting, but wait, I'm a ginger, so this is going to come with the territory. Man, this is going to suck. Go ahead. Boop.
But like I said, there's some holiday videos you can check out. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified. So you'll see the future episodes of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, coming soon. We're going to be filming them very soon. we got a few more to go. And of course, other additional Boochcast YouTube content that will be coming as well. Also, yep. also be sure to follow us on Twitch. Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, January the 29th for WWE Royal Rumble. Is that a Saturday or a Sunday? It's a Saturday. Oh, okay. The Royal Rumble. So we're going to be live at 8 p.m. for the Royal Rumble. Also, we're going to have a bootleg link on our Twitter page an hour before the show starts. So that way, if you don't have a Peacock subscription, you can access that link and watch the pay-per-view, turn the volume down on the pay-per-view, turn the volume up on Twitch, and you can follow along with us while we watch this pay-per-view and enjoy it. So make sure you guys are also on there. Also, be on the lookout for our D&D show coming in 2022. We don't know when. We're still trying to figure out, work all the kinks out. But rest assured, in 2022, we got a big event coming your guys' way. You're going to love every second of it. It's going to be great. We got big surprises, big curveballs. It's going to be awesome. And, of course, we're going to have a gaming show on there that Elvis Delinsky will be starting very, very soon. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, basically, we got to work out the kinks, get the information. But you'll be able to join Elvis and his game streaming. On the Twitch channel. That's just some of the Twitch content we have coming soon in 2022. And, of course, support the show by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You have three levels you can contribute at, all with prizes coming soon. The first level you can contribute at is for 99 cents. 99 that, cents. That's right. So if you, got, if, you don't, if you don't have a lot of money to spend, you got a lot of bills to pay, you don't want to break the bank, we don't want you to break the bank. We don't want our, our listeners to sacrifice a payment to listen to this show. That's why, just give 99 cents. That's all you gotta do. Just throw us 99 cents once a month, and you can help us build our show while continuing to take care of your bills and your family. But if you got some extra spending cash, you can go to the second level, which is for $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level, where you can donate for a mere $9.99. That's right. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States ever since they sold to the Peacock you got nowhere to put the $9.99 so get so take that $9.99 bring it over here give it to us we got better content than the network and unlike the WWE we actually love support and do things for the fans we give the people what they want which is why the ginger's here today so you guys dun, 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 dun. And the best part is, all the money that you guys give us goes back into the show. You can pay with a credit card or with GPay. And also, when you guys consent to giving that donation, uh, basically, if you, you have the end of the subscription cycle, they call it, it's not a subscription, but they call it a subscription cycle, um, to cancel. If you don't cancel, you're billed every month until you decide to cancel. However, you are not refunded the money back. You can cancel at any time, but you do not get a refund. So one of the people know that. Please don't get pissed over this less of money on this. It's like a hundred or two hundred bucks. It's only ninety nine cents, four ninety nine. 
9.99. Even though we live in a snowflake, libtard fucking world today. Well, anyway, you also there's information on the Anchor site that tells you about whether or not you want to cancel a subscription. And also, if you have any questions about their privacy policy, you can check that out as well. I assure you, we do not get your banking information when you send a donation. We just get the money, and that's it. So... The best part is, with that money, we put it back into the show. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests. We pay our bills, and I take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast possible. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their work, well, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you can make that happen. And the best part is, if there's any money left over, any money at all, what do we do with that leftover money? We use that money. Defeat Zach over here, ramen noodles, and try to get him laid. I'm taking the money to a strip club. Bye. (laughs) And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. This is the Broke Solar Sister, Mr. Zach Scott. Saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter belly. Peanut butter belly. Peanut butter with a baseball bat. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>